0: Hey, hey, it's GMAC without McGarry on this Monday morning for the m M&M and Redux, the revisit of the very best of Mackling and McGarry on today's show. We spend some time looking at the best of fests in Winnipeg, including the Winnipeg Fringe Festival, the Gimli Film Festival, and Ballet in the Park. And let's get right down to it. The Gimli Film Festival is about to get underway July 25th to the 29th in one of the prettiest towns in Manitoba. Aaron Zegers joins us now. He is manager of the Gimli Film Festival. Things get underway on Wednesday. 50 Manitoba films will be included in screenings. Aaron, that's a very impressive number.
1: Yeah, 59 to be uh, exact now because we're doing the uh, Manitoba Film Group or Winnipeg Film Group's uh, 48-hour filmmaking competition as well where there's 18 uh, brand new kind of world premiere short films that have been created just for that event alone. Okay,
0: so let me scratch out this number 50. I'm going to turn it to 59. Uh, Some people will be surprised to know that you managed to be able to feature that many Manitoba films. Give us sort of a range and an idea of what we'll be seeing.
1: Yeah, there's all kinds of, uh, of great Manitoba work this year. We're really uh, privileged this year. We have actually about eight kind of feature length films. Some of them are you know around an hour, but some of them are full- on you know 90 minute uh, feature films, uh, including uh, Sheila Carter's uh, drama film uh, 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 starring a couple of local actors and, and uh, beautiful uh, dramatic film. Uh, We have um, a song for John Ramsey, which is actually shot, uh, a documentary shot about a kind of locally relevant documentary about uh, this indigenous man, John Ramsey, who helped the Icelanders settle out here in Gimli. Uh, We have aboard the Nemeo, which is about um, the research vessel uh, researching Lake Winnipeg. Um, So many great uh, Manitoba Feature films and then tons of short films this year. We have our Manitoba Shorts in competition, which of course is the best Manitoba shorts we've pulled together. And the winner, uh, the audience votes at the end of that for not only best uh, actor and actress, but also uh, best Manitoba short film. And the winner will win uh,
0: 750 bucks gotta like that hey give us a little bit of a history lesson how does this uh, little town on the uh, inland sea on the shores of uh, one of manitoba's two inland seas uh come to uh, be a hotbed uh and and create such a film festival
1: totally yeah uh well i mean years and years ago before i was have been involved in the festival and i've been involved this would be my fifth year um for the past four years i've been doing the film programming and now taking over as the director of the festival but uh Way before my time, 18 years ago, the festival actually started just uh, showing Icelandic films during the Icelandic festival, which of course happens not this weekend coming up, but next weekend, uh, August long every year. And uh, from there, it just grew and grew. And and one of the, of course, the main uh, features of the festival that really kind of drew in so many people was uh, just this unique screening experience that's showing films on the beach, in the screen, directed right in the water, uh, kind of brought to the festival as well as, of course, just the summer vibes of Gimli, you know, such a laid-back, uh, kind of earnest place to come watch the movies and show an interest in kind of the art of cinema.
0: Well, I'm going to be 50 uh, next May, and these RBC Sunset Beach screenings, man, did you ever hit the nail on the head in terms of my demographic this year? <laughs> Wednesday night, a league of their own, Uh baseball movie. You can give me a baseball movie any day of the week. I'll watch it. Phantom of the Paradise, of course, an incredible a Manitoba, a Winnipeg uh, theater phenomenon uh, yeah. here in the 1970s, Dazed and Confused. I mean, how can you go wrong with that film? And The Big Lebowski, yeah, okay, at on midnight, a Friday night. Yep. At midnight?
1: Yep. Yeah, so we're doing Dazed and Confused at the regular 10 p.m. screening, and then uh uh, the Big Lebowski to follow at midnight. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then you wrap things up on Saturday uh, at 10 with Stand By Me. And then Sunday, what's the uh, grand finale on the beach?
1: Grand finale is, uh, is of course, uh, John Candy uh, starring uh, John Hughes' written film, actually, The Great Outdoors. So you've got the, that cabin cabin fever, if you will.
0: <laughs> I would sit and watch each and every one of those films from beginning to end if I could uh, possibly fit it into my schedule. Uh, something, Aaron... you
1: want, something you might want to know, too, as well as this is kind of breaking brand new news is that we just actually approved uh, a licensed beer tent for the beach as well this year, so Friday, Saturday, uh, you can come and enjoy a frosty cold beverage.
0: So the, the ink yourself. is drying on your uh, liquor license as we speak, It, it, Aaron? it has dried, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's outstanding. Aaron Zager. Is manager of the Gimli Film Festival. It gets underway Wednesday, goes through until Sunday. We mentioned some of the incredible titles that'll be shown on the beach at the RBC Sunset Series. Probably the highlight for a lot of people. Just made better an exclusive uh, announcement here. Aaron just telling us uh, you'll be able to enjoy some suds with your with your flicks uh, right through the uh, right through the uh, festival on the sand. Got to tell you this. This is. Um, been a crazy few weeks. Uh, Gimli Glider Museum with their special unveiling this past weekend, Aaron. And then the following weekend, the August long weekend, of course, you can probably say it better than I can. Is it Isla Digadagarin?
1: Uh, sure, yeah.
0: <laughs> the I'm Icelandic getting Festival. Getting
1: the Icelandic film titles, uh, <laughs> film titles and filmmaker names, uh, proper pronunciation. So. <laughs>
0: Fifty-nine Manitoba-made films uh, part of this film festival, and uh, also some other commitments that you made uh, coming to fruition in terms of diversity that uh, that you pledged to make happen earlier this year, and, and it seems to to worked out that way.
1: Totally, Yeah, yeah. I mean, as, as most people will know that there's been kind of a pretty high profile uh, lack of gender disparity in the film and kind of production industry, especially ho- coming out of Hollywood. Right. And in, in the recent years, we've come all too aware of that. And, uh, and so we set our goal with our programmers this year. We decided that we we're going to shoot for between 40 to 60 percent of our films to be uh, directed or written by women this year. And we're very, very excited to, that it really naturally happened. 46 uh, percent of all the films are screening this year are directed by women. Um, and, uh, and and yeah, as I said, it, it really kind of naturally happened. There's so much, um, you know, telefilm is starting to fund, uh, you know, think about that when they're funding films in Canada. And uh, so it really wasn't a challenge. It was just something we had to be kind of a little mindful of. And we're really excited about some of the kind of emerging um, kind of female filmmakers that we have as part of our uh, Futures Female uh, feature, feature film, film series this year.
0: Well, you know, film, uh, you know, literature overall, but I include film and 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 uh, movies, short film and feature length uh, in that, and miniseries as well. When you think about the impact totally. that uh, series like Holocaust and uh, mm-hmm. Roots, those two series, I, I was uh, I'm old enough that I watched those when I was a young child. I was forced, you know, my my totally, mom and dad yeah. made it mandatory viewing, and the ability that those stories had to see perspective of uh, two uh, groups of people in our world that that really up until that point didn't have voice uh, very powerful
1: yep yeah so we're really excited about that and as part of that we're actually also doing a mentorship program this year for the first time which is going to see about 50 um, Manitoban emerging uh, filmmakers writers actors producers directors film technicians uh, come up for free on a, on a charter bus on the Friday and just attend a whole day worth of kind of uh, woman identified uh, film screening kind of programming panels and stuff so that's another kind of fun exciting new project we're doing this year in support of that series
0: and film festivals do give uh those that might otherwise not have the opportunity to to share their projects on a large scale an opportunity to do just that
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I mean, one of our mandates, too, at the festival is to pay uh, proper uh, uh, film screening fees to all of our filmmakers. So we have kind of minimum artist fees that we pay all of our short filmmakers and that kind of stuff as well. Because, of course, we want to um, be able to support the filmmakers and support, uh, you know, it's uh, not uh, a cheap thing to get yourself into. So uh, we want to be able to kind of be a part of uh, helping them to enable doing that and getting their work out there, of course. Yes.
0: How do we uh, how do we get tickets? Because uh, there are some, of course, free uh, free events, but the, some of the events uh, are absolutely uh, admission paid.
1: Totally, yeah we have a, we have a regular film pass which gets uh, you into all of the films here. It's only eighty dollars for um, you know I think there's seventy something screenings throughout the the five days of the festival. Um, We also have a super pass, which is $110, and that one gets you into all the special events too, which includes uh, our special Saturday night screening, which is a live score to the 1922 film, vampire film Nosferatu by uh, Seth. Uh, Saskatoon-based band shooting guns, which is going to be really exciting. And you can get all that stuff at our box office right here in Gimli and 73 First Ave in the Lakeview Hotel, or visit us online. Just look for the film schedule, and that's just basically a chronological list of all of the different film screenings, and you can buy tickets right online as well. So uh, call us at our box office, stop by our box office, or or check us out at GimliFilm.com. Aaron
0: Zagers, thanks for this.
1: Of course, yeah. Thank you so much for the support. We appreciate it. We'll see you at the beach.
0: you got it. Aaron Zegers, Festival Manager. It's the Gimli Film Festival. It starts Wednesday. <laughs> Kyle Milroy host of What's Brewing here on 680 CGOB, Uh, producer extraordinaire, outfringing last night, and uh, an incredible few days already for the Winnipeg Fringe Festival. Kyle, I... I as I was mentioning, when I squint and I take a look around what's going on in the Exchange District, I can't help but feel like I'm in Madison Square Park or corners of Central Park, quite frankly. Like I'm in New York with all the activity during Fringe Festival. It's one of my absolute favorite times to be
2: downtown in the Exchange. Mine, too. It's one of the best times of the year to go uh, downtown or uh, around uh, like Portage Place. They have some Fringe stuff going on there. It's, all, uh, it's always packed. It's always uh, lovely. There's lots of bikes around there's the the traffic is blocked off in certain spots so you can just walk around it's uh lots of food trucks it's just a it's it's overall a fantastic time and I, I love it every year i look forward to it
0: why do you think people love it so much why do you love it so much
2: i just like being able to see different stuff every year and it's uh it's new and exciting And there's also you know familiar uh fringe plays that come back every year and it's it's relatively cheap entertainment like it's basically 10 12 bucks a ticket to go see a fringe play and even if it's Weird or bad? It's it's only an hour. It's not a two and a half hour movie that costs you forty bucks with the popcorn. Mm-hmm. So. It's, uh, it is a bit cheaper, and it's, just a, it's a lot of fun, and you get to meet uh, a lot of fascinating people out there, too, if you uh, go to the exchange.
0: All right, so before we take a break here and uh, warm you up for sports, give us a uh, name of a uh, couple of plays that people could see that uh, have the Milroy endorsement.
2: All right, well, last night, uh, my wife and I went and saw One Man Pride and Prejudice, which is, uh, one ma- as it says, it's one man uh, performing the Pride and Prejudice novel in its entirety i mean the key cuts pieces and bits off of it, obviously but
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise you'd but still it's, uh, be there I yeah I,
2: I would miss work for it but yeah that is a uh, very good that's at um uh, the asper center at the u of w there okay excellent show there's one called the Wilds, which is at uh the forks it's um it's basically, it's by this group called Wonderheads. It's basically, I'd say, kind of like live action Pixar. They've done some uh, excellent stuff before. Oh, it's really neat. creative, and they have sort of these goofy, uh, not goofy, but sort of uh, interesting, uh, intricate paper mache like masks that they wear. And it's just really uh, well done. Also, uh, at the Forks, there's um uh, interesting play by this guy, Mike Delmont, who does a lot of stuff at the fringe. It's called uh, "God is a Scottish Drag Queen," which is not—it's uh, not as blasphemous as it sounds. It's just his sort of—it's uh, like a Dame Edna type thing. He comes out dressed as uh, as a Scottish uh, Scottish lady, and Fantastic. He talks, uh, it's a good monologue, and it's really—it's hilarious. So uh, check out the Forks, or just head down to the Exchange and uh talk to some performers and see who you find interesting and go from there the exchange is just awesome to hang out in even if you don't go to anything there's free
0: entertainment free food exactly and the performers are there handing out play bills, and they'll tell you how good their play is Mm -hmm. hey i gotta let you go or my producer is gonna get mad at me that's me yeah that's right (laughs) set a tone and set a mood I do not know what will it's 9 35 Mackling and McGarry in the morning Brett's off today he'll be back tomorrow we'll get you through the rest of the week together and then I'm off for a week I'm just so happy that ballet in the park is while I'm still in town before I take holidays next week and uh, you'll have a chance to see some ballet under the stars Royal Winnipeg Ballet Ballet in the Park is on stage at a Cineboine Park's Lyric Theatre Wednesday through Friday. As a special treat, attendees will get a sneak peek of the RWB's newest creation, Wizard of Oz. To tell us more, join in-studio by Tara Birtwistle, Associate Artistic Director for the Royal Winnipeg. Ballet. Good morning, Tara.
3: Good morning.
0: And when you hear that music, does it make you want to get your toes all pointy sure and, and stand up and dance? Uh, Ballet in the Park, if it's not the top summer attraction in our city, you know, we've got Fringe Festival going on right now. The Blue Bombers play at home Friday night, but Ballet in the Park, such a rite of passage in our city.
3: It really is. It's a tradition in the city. It's it's great for the RWB. Um, I danced in the park for 20 years when I was a dancer, and it was just so wonderful for us to bring dance to the community. Um it's wonderful for the dancers to be dancing outside. And oftentimes it's it's uh, we draw in the the audience that doesn't normally come to the ballet.
0: Well, and I think that uh, I applaud WSO, yourselves, all these arts organizations and groups that understand that the the key to growing your fan base is reaching out to people that otherwise wouldn't attend. And this has been such a great way of connecting with the community. What what can folks that have never attended expect to see? How does it work? How does it look?
3: Well, it works at a beautiful Cineboine Park. You come early, you can watch the dancers warm up. Uh, Bring Yourself a Picnic. Um, The show starts at 7.30. This year, we're bringing Wizard of Oz in the following May in 2019. So we're going to have a few excerpts of that. And it's a little sneak peek. It's not even finished yet. Um, And then, of course, we have the recreational division is going to do a fun hip hop number. And our professional division is going to give a sneak peek of Romeo and Juliet. And then for a special treat this year, we're doing the full Carmina Brana, which is one of our biggest ballets, one of our best ballets, and it's just fantastic.
0: So what time do things wrap up and and does, does the sun set as you're performing and does it paint that picture for us?
3: Yes, the sun does set, um, which gives us this beautiful, natural theatrical light. Um, the show starts at 7.30, you'll probably run to closer to nine o'clock um, and it's it's just a great way to spend an evening.
0: Bugsbury on hand backstage, just in case.
3: Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Do you have is. a sponsor? <laughs> and, <laughs> and when it's hot, we have fans going. Um, we 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 sometimes we don't use the lights because if it's too hot for the dancers on the stage because they're wearing big costumes, and everyone else is sitting in the breeze having their picnic.
0: Well, let me tell you, uh, the Lyric Theatre, an incredible addition to the landscape, uh, because before the Lyric Theatre, what did you do? What did you do for a stage?
3: We actually built a stage right in front of the pavilion. So it was all outdoor, uh, maybe one wing to go in and out. Uh, We had a change room in the pavilion at the back. Um, But we did that for a very, very, very long time.
0: So when you when you think and and you talk about uh, the effect of RWB and the connection to the people of Winnipeg and the ambassador that this uh, ballet company is for our city, you're from Edmonton. So you've I know you've been here since you were 14. But talk about that um, source of pride that the RWB is, and that advocate, and that really walking, talking, dancing advertisement the RWB is for our city.
3: Yeah, I say that uh, I'm born and bred Royal Winnipeg Ballet. Um, it's I, I'm so inspired by our history and the fact that we travel the world and we represent Canada. But not only that, we represent Winnipeg. We're the Royal Winnipeg Ballet, and when we when people know Winnipeg because of us, it's such a sense of pride. And and I want Winnipeg to be proud of us and and be proud that we're out there as ambassadors to Canada.
0: I suspect that you get a sense of the level of that pride during this event. It's one thing when your season's ticket subscribers pour into the concert hall, but it's another thing altogether when you can captivate people who who might be casual fans of the ballet.
3: Absolutely, and you know the best part as dancer on the stage, you don't really see the audience. You don't? Because it's dark, but then in the park... You stand on stage and you see thousands and thousands mm. of people watching, and it's and it's just it's such a great feeling for the dancers to be out there.
0: I know I said this to you off air before we opened the mics, and I've said this on air in the past. I think ballet dancers may be the best athletes on the planet. Talk about a regimen. What was uh, how hard did you work when you were a performer? Tell us what a typical day might have been for you.
3: I don't think that people really realize how much of an athlete the dancers are. Uh, We actually have physio on staff. We have a, a, I call it the team doctor, Uh, very much treated like athletes. The dancers dance from nine o'clock in the morning until eleven. Excuse me, nine o'clock in the morning until six p.m. at night, obviously with breaks. Um, But we're we're uh, rehearsing repertoire that we're doing nine months from now. Um, so, they're constantly, constantly moving. And if they're not actually dancing, they're stretching, they're doing cross training. So, they start the day off with a ballet class, which every dancer knows it's just that's what you do every day. That's their warm up, that's an hour and a half of exercise for a warm up. Wow. And then they rehearse for six hours.
0: So, uh, by the way, if you're just tuning in, Tara Burtwistle is Associate Artistic Director for RWB, Royal Winnipeg Ballet. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, ballet in the park. You can go in and and enjoy uh, the kickoff to your season, right? Uh,
3: Yes, absolutely. That is our kickoff. That's the first show of the season. It's um, like we mentioned, it's bringing Winnipeg together and having the dancers um, share their art with people who don't normally come out to the ballet.
0: And, of course, with so many uh, tourists and people who are home, maybe for the summer that now have moved away and come back, this is a great opportunity for folks to get in touch with RWB. I wanted to ask you that training regimen, we've seen such a change. uh, I know uh, that in the work that I do in covering the Blue Bombers that the training regimens have changed. The additional work that football players do to add yoga and Pilates and some of these other um, exercises, into their training, into their repertoire. Has the training changed for ballet dancers or has it stayed mostly the same over the last 25 years or so?
3: The, the training has changed. The, the actual ballet training uh, remains pretty much the same, um, but like the Bombers, they do Pilates and yoga, and um, what we've started to uh, add in is weight training, even for the women. Uh, we find that uh, they are less injured, and stronger.
0: So what about endurance? Do you do, do you do a lot of running or that might be a dangerous thing for a ballet dancer, I'm guessing?
3: They don't do running. That would, it, The impact would be too much. But right. For, for actual cardio, they'll do the elliptical mm. and uh, biking
0: absolutely magnificent if you can make some time no i'm going to rephrase that make sure you make the time wednesday thursday or friday the weather on wednesday a little bit cool and maybe maybe a chance of some rain but the show will go on how does that work if we have questionable weather
3: uh we'll, we'll cancel about 45 minutes before the show uh but we have we have been known to dance through inclement weather but <laughs> I'm if it's not pouring surprised. rain and everyone leaves we won't be dancing. <laughs>
0: Yesterday at five o'clock in North Kildonan, I'm guessing you probably would have pulled the pin. That's right. However, uh, uh, I, I know you're very, very uh, committed to making sure these performances go through, if at all possible. And of course, the safety of the dancers is the paramount thing, correct?
3: Oh, absolutely. And so absolutely. how would
0: we keep in touch? How do we how do we keep an eye on this uh, social media, I guess, is your best friend?
3: Yes. So, social media, our Instagram account or our Facebook account, Royal Winnipeg Ballet, or the website, rwb.org.
0: Tara Burt Whistle, she's Associate Artistic Director, RWB. Anything I didn't ask you about that you were hoping we might be able to discuss before I let you go?
3: No, not at all, but everyone has to come out.
0: I think that's uh, mandatory. It's not an invitation, it's a command that's from right. Tara to make it out to Ballet in the Park. Thank you, and the best of luck over the next several days and uh, straight into your upcoming season, Tara. Thank we you. appreciate you your time very much.